Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Wednesday, August the 7th, 2013. This is episode number 141 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. As your host, Dylan Richardson, (laughs) was kind enough to introduce me at the beginning there. Yes, sir. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Dylan Richardson also, by the way, <laughs> the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, so always got to thank him for making this all possible. And I thank all of you out there for also making this possible by downloading and listening to this show. Thank you so very much once again. <clears throat> well, it's it's training camp time. We're going to we're going to talk position by position with the Minnesota Vikings first though. We are going to get to your Facebook posts facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show then there's also twitter.com forward slash rural mafia show or well at purple mafia show do give that a follow please do like purple mafia on facebook again mentioned facebook or it's facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show simply go there and click like and join them join the family yeah so but even before that we're going to get to a call in a lengthy call in at the request of Sebastian Balls, one of the great, 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 great and loyal listeners of this show for, for, for quite a while now. You're going to hear a lot from him. He's uh, headed to the Navy, folks. Sebastian is headed to the Navy soon, so it's like all the respect in the world. Got to give him the floor here. It's going to be a very, very long call, so basically he's going to be kind of like a, a temporary host of the show here for about <laughs> nine minutes. Yeah, here we go. Sebastian, right out of the gate, you have the floor. Hey, Joey Sebastian. I am excited about this new year. I have been hearing all of these reports about how Christian Ponder this, Christian Ponder that, Christian Ponder sucks, Christian Ponder played amazing last year except for in the middle. Okay. Yes, he was good the first and last parts of last year. We could not stand him in the middle. My worry is, right now, he is not producing in training camp, as so I've heard, as he is missing passes to his, you know, just normal wide receivers like Rudolph. Like, how the hell do you miss Rudolph? I'm sorry if that's offensive to anybody, but I think anybody would agree you should not be missing Rudolph whatsoever. Anyways. I am excited because I'm going to the first preseason game. I get to see Joe Webber, wide receiver. 
I get to see a possible starting McLeod Bethel Thompson by the end of the year since we both know both of Castle and Ponder suck in the long run. My opinion only, but, you know, we'll see. Obviously, Castle was at once a starting quarterback in the NFL. We see how that worked out. It did not. And to be quite frank, Gerhardt is a decent running back who gets quite a few touches during the season, so it'll be nice to see him running the ball, going through those holes and trying to bulldoze through people. It'll be kind of cool to see him against the backup defense again, and maybe he can actually get you know 20 yards to carry. That 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 doubtfully. Uh, let's see, yeah, Joe Webb at wide receiver that should be an interesting mix. Maybe see him going down the field with Cloud uh, Bethel Thompson going long. Uh, overshooting him, obviously. He's got a hell of an arm. Needs to work on the accuracy. I love the club Bethel Thompson to death. Always will. And as anybody else knows who's listened, I will stick by my club Bethel Thompson until the day I die. Only issue. Accuracy. Just like Ponder. Difference. He can throw it downfield and is not afraid to. Ponder cannot. And huge difference. He wasn't drafted, and Ponder was drafted in the first round. And I love McLeod Bethel Thompson, so we should definitely give him a shot. I haven't heard any, you know, thing about him in training camp right now. It's been Ponder and Castle, and mostly Ponder not doing well. Uh, lots of wide receiver battles this year. We get to see uh, Adi Cole in preseason again. Hopefully he can make a name big enough for himself and maybe get a few snaps in the regular season because I'm sick of seeing my special teams. So, I don't know. Adi Cole, you know, if he can get a few picks and whatever, cool, cool. You know, I'd like to see him get some good tackles, too. Yes, it's nice for the pick sixes. That is awesome. I'd love to see that. But if he can show that he can read an offense and be developed with Bishop there and Henderson, you know, learn from them, uh, which you can learn from Henderson, but at least Bishop. You know, I don't know. But I know one thing we got to address here is this Percy Harvin thing in Seattle. It's obvious. You can't miss it. Percy Harvin, torn whatever, I don't care. Karma. What comes around goes around. He says he wants to leave after we treated him very well, helped him out with all of his mind green stuff, and acted like a complete douche. My question is, how do you tear something in your hip at such a young age in training camp? I'm sorry, but you are embarrassing. You are truly injury-prone if you get hurt in training camp. Like, this ain't the old days where we are hitting each other, like, no tomorrow. Yes, the Bengals are running the freaking whatever drill, and that's cool to watch, but we're not. Seattle's not. I saw maybe five clips of Percy, you know, doing these cut routes and catching the ball in the Seattle uniform or whatever. And then... They just cut to the Vikings clips because that's the only good plays he's made because he's injured already. That is embarrassing. Yes, he might be back in time for the Vikings game. That's cute. I doubt it. 
he'll probably break all of his toes while freaking trying to walk to the bathroom in the hospital. Oh, my God. I don't know. And then Sidney Rice is injured, too. Like, seriously? I know his isn't as bad, but really? Oh, I don't know. He's been pretty injury-prone, too. He was injured his rookie year, got injured Brett Favre's second year, came off the PUB, and if I'm right, he's kind of struggled with it, kind of not. I don't know. I don't really follow the Minnesota Vikings West. That's kind of a lie. I don't know. Uh, it seems like Winfield's doing kind of okay. I don't know. I guess one thing that's nice, though, is I am going to the game and probably going to the home opener. I'm going to try to get to as many as I can before I go to the Navy. And I don't know. I'd like to thank you because for everything because you've definitely been a great host, Joey, and it's been a great run with you these last few years being a great call-in, and, you know, I just loved every part of it, you know, talking to everybody on the Facebook page, meeting everybody through that, and just all the discussions and the shows and listening to them. And still my favorite episode is still the one where we talked about, where you talked about Chester Taylor when he went to the Bears and how money-greedy he was. That'll forever be my favorite episode because that's what's got me hooked to this show. Oh, that was such a great episode. But you still make great ones every single week. But that is the one I will forever remember because that's the one that you got me hooked onto the show with. It's all the cool sound effects and everything. And it's definitely been a great run. And hopefully I can co-host the show at some point. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, I don't know. It's it's been fun. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, that's a that was a pretty easy gold star there. Um, I would be a complete well douche <laughs> is a word you used for Percy there. I agree with that. But yeah, I would be a complete that if uh. I didn't give you the gold star after all that. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Sebastian. Thank you so much. Um, very, very kind words. That uh, yeah, you, know, you know, it's it's touching to hear that as a co- as a as a host of the show for now. Gosh, five and a half years. Five and a half years, guys, ladies and gentlemen. That's a long time. That's a long time to be doing a show. And uh, you know, I've had some humble moments. Had some exciting moments. Ups and downs. Microphones breaking on me, having to replace it with a not as good one, then finally getting the, the good one replaced again. It's uh, I've had all kinds of stuff happen. <laughs> Numbers up and down uh, in the early days. Lots of lots of real negative uh, reviews by people that just have no idea what they're talking about. You know, stuff like that. That's going to happen anywhere. Luckily, that's seemingly vanished. I believe. I don't know. But yeah, uh, but no. To hear to hear what you had to say there, Sebastian, that that meant a lot. It really did at, at the end there. Um, not going to be able to get to every single thing. I mean, that's partially like just kind of. That's why I figure he's kind of like a little bit of a co-host right there. Kind of let him speak his mind. 
let the listeners absorb what he had to say, uh, the many things he had to say about the Vikings in general. But I will get to some of the, the highlights of the call, of course. I do have a lot uh, prepared for that. So, <laughs> you know, you got to write stuff down as you're listening, which is what I was doing there. Literally listening live on the spot, right? <laughs> here on, yeah, burning the midnight oil. Wow, yeah, I'm here on Wednesday the 7th already. Yep, 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 it's going to be the 8th before you know it. Oh, yeah, a lot to get to there, but again, yeah, thank you so much, Sebastian. Uh, the Chester Taylor, the Chester Taylor show, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I still have that archived on the computer, Sebastian. Let me know if you would like me to send you that show uh, via email or something. Um, I forget if I ever did. I thought I sent it to you so you could just kind of have it for your, you know, for yourself to listen to whenever you want. If If not, I will send it to you. Especially, you know, yeah, especially for you when you're off in the Navy and such, man. I Hopefully you're able to still listen and keep in touch and all that good stuff. Um, hey, man, that's, I really, really appreciate it. And about co-hosting, yeah, man, I'd, I, that would be that would be fun. I remember earlier I was talking to him about possibly co-hosting, and then just my schedule just blew up, went crazy, and then I got exhausted and didn't want to record for a while. It's just, ah, and then now, oh, wow, it's training camp. Okay, okay, let's just get back to the recording here. Yeah, <laughs> sheesh. And then next thing you know, oh, that's right, Sebastian's actually going to the Navy. So it's like, holy moly. <laughs> yeah, lots going on. Oh, man. And trust me, I'm still exhausted because my schedule really stinks and it's been a real busy week and all that good stuff, but... Here I am doing the show. Enough about me, more about the show and about Sebastian. Uh, yes. But yeah, no, co-hosting would be fun. It, it would be. It's it's sometimes hard to do because both of us have to be, you know, available at that time. That's the hard part. Sometimes I'm available, maybe Sebastian isn't, or vice versa. But, you know, yeah, we got to do that at some point, though. It would be a lot of fun. Um, it really would be. Yeah. So, yes, Ponder. The whole Ponder situation, Matt Castle and Christian Ponder, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, uh, I don't think the long-term quarterback is on the roster, in my personal opinion. I'm sure a lot of people agree with that. Uh, we're going to get deeper into some of that positional stuff as I go through, because I'm they, like per every year, this is basically going to be called Training Camp Special 2013. I mean, you know, it's an annual Training Camp Special where I break down position by position, Uh What's going on? That's basically what training camp is all about, breaking down position by position. Some of the draft uh, a bit as well, the draft picks, which guys are going to possibly be an impact, which guys are not, which guys are surprising in the uh, in the, um, in the the training camp, and which guys are just, you're just not hearing anything about, and that's not a good sign. You know, and that's going to happen when there's 90 guys that disappear. But, um... Yeah, I might as well get to the non-Viking-related, former Viking-related part uh, about the call. I absolutely love what you had to say there, Sebastian. That's very uh, <laughs> that's very gold star material right there. Uh, ripping Percy and Sidney Rice. I, yeah, yeah, are you kidding me? I can't agree more. I mean, it's, it's I mean Sidney Rice. That guy can't even get on the field. Whatever, you know. It's just take your money and and you know pissed off, basically. I might as well tell Sidney Rice. You know, seriously. We're happy for you. You had one good year with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, having his career year at age 39-40. We're happy for you, Sidney Rice. Enjoy uh, enjoy the <laughs> the trainer table. That's basically about it for old Sidney. We're happy for you. Uh, Percy Harvin, you know what? Yeah. 
karma, all that good stuff, whatever you believe in with karma and all that, whatever it is, what goes around comes around. And uh, though, but at the same time, it's not even a karma thing. It's just Percy being Percy. Percy's always hurt. And I've always said that. I, I've been saying that since the 09 season when I was doing Purple Mafia that year too. Remember uh, in that the episode 58, which was my personal favorite actually, though unfortunately the circumstances of that show, quite devastating. It was the end of uh, what could have been a Super Bowl championship season, ending in a very, very tragic loss to the New Orleans Saints. Fill in your, yeah, you can fill in the blanks and all that later, you know, on your own. You probably, you know, listen to the show sometime. But, um, well, actually, yeah, yeah, you can find it on the Purple Mafia archives as well on thesportstuff.com. Unfortunately, iTunes only keeps 25 episodes for whatever reason. Excuse me, sorry about this noise here. Damn chair. That's not good audio. I apologize, everybody. Um, but no, Percy Harvin. He's always been an up-and-down guy. There's one, you know, when the whole migraine issue, that finally went away, but then there's always something else. There's always something else. His attitude is just... <laughs> Judge Zolgad couldn't couldn't put it better. It's like he's, he's never going to be happy as long as he lives. You know, no matter what team he's on, he's never going to be happy. Judge Zolgad is obviously, you know, was obviously the Star Tribune writer for a while, so he would have a, a clue about what Percy was all about. Now he's obviously AM 1500, a much better show than Paul Allen. Excuse me, Uncaffeian. Excuse me. Don't, 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 don't print that, right? <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead and print it and plaster it on, plaster it and plaster it, plaster it in front of Paul Allen's face for all I care. <laughs> okay, I'm such a jerk. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but, yeah, okay, we'll leave that alone. Um, uh, it just goes all over the place, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah, Percy Harvin, though. Yeah, he's he's hurt. He's out three to six months or whatever it is. Not three to six. It's like three to four months, excuse me. Might be back in time for the Vikings game. Whatever. I hope they run him over. I, I don't I, I don't know. The only guy on that team with Seattle that I like is Amtron Winfield. My favorite defensive Minnesota Viking of all time. My favorite defensive player on the, for the Minnesota Vikings of all time is Amtron Winfield. Always loved him. Uh, the day he came on this team, he was a major impact. He had a mediocre, it was a mediocre Mike Tice-led team that made the playoffs, and he was one of the MVPs of that team, if not the MVP of that team, for about three to four or five years or so. Then he started to kind of get semi-injury semi prone. It was like every other year, the years he'd stay healthy, he'd be like, unbelievable. And the years he wouldn't stay healthy, he'd just be like, doggone it, get healthy. And he wouldn't get healthy. Like the whole Liz Frank in 2009, very bad timing for that to happen, actually. Uh, Winfield was great last year, but unfortunately his pay his uh, pay was very high. Um, he was really good last year, oh, but his pay was very high for someone who's getting to be 36, 37 years old, and they weren't going to give it to him again, unfortunately. And he went to Seattle like every other Minnesota Viking the last several years, just like Green Bay Packers have been coming to Minnesota since the Darren Sharper, including the ultimate Packer, Brett Favre. Depends on how what you. That's an opinion now that Rodgers is getting better, but I can't stand the guy. He's the most arrogant dude in the league by far. <laughs> yeah, but anyhow, mm. you just love McLeod Bethel Thompson, don't you, Sebastian? Hey, you know he's one of those guys. It'd be nice if something happened. It'd be nice if the Vikings struck gold at the quarterback position, 
And of course, we're going to get more into that when we get to the position by position thing. That's why I'm not going to get hard and heavy into all the positions until I get to the actual part there. Got to get to the Facebook and stuff too. Joe Webb at ride receiver though, we'll just say quickly, he's, yeah, he's off to a good start. He's off to a good start and I'll talk about it later where what I would think could be a nice role for him as well that I'm sure other people would agree with. I wish I mentioned it on the show earlier and I'm kind of irritated because now other people have been saying it and people will be thinking, oh, I'm just riding the coattails of other people. But I'm telling you, I've been saying this for a while about Joe Webb. And, um, well, I'll say it now just in case I forget, because sometimes I might with all these positions, just, it's going to be a busy show here. Uh, Joe Webb should be a kick returner, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Webb could be a kick returner in this league. He's got a burst of speed. He's got those long strides. And kick returner, not punt returner, by the way. He's more of a kickoff guy. His his running style. Uh, very explosive in the open field. And in a kickoff situation, I could see Joe Webb being... Very, very, very dangerous. With, without a doubt, he's got that explosive speed. He has an absolute explosion to his game. As long as he can catch the ball and uh, do his thing out there, I think he could be a kick returner in this league. Uh, of course, Cordell Patterson, we're going to be talking about him later. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Cordell Patterson, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, he, he was definitely my guy going into the draft. And, whew, Wow. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the stealing is 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 pretty high right now with that guy. Oh, oh my God, the stealing is high with young Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Fold your hands and pray. I hope I hope he reaches it because if he does, mm-mm-mm. all right. But then again, thank you so much, Sebastian. We will be continuing your call during the course of the show with the positions. Um, I'll try to do the best I can to stay sharp and alert with that. So thanks again so much, Sebastian. And obviously good luck with the Navy. And if, if you can, whenever you can, never be afraid to call, never be afraid to post on the Facebook page. Sebastian, you are, you are the best. (laughs) Talk about a shout out. That's a long shout out to Sebastian, isn't it? (laughs) Well, Chris Carter. Yay. He's going to the hall of fame. And uh, a lot of people are kind of. It took a long time, didn't it, for Chris Carter to get to the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame, not going to the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame, and uh, his speech was okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it was just, you know, he, 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 he went through a lot growing up, obviously, Chris Carter did. He uh, didn't have the, the kind of upbringing you would like, you know, that you, would, you wouldn't be too happy with it if you were him. So, you know, that's a lot of why he may have a little bit of an attitude at times. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, more power to him to overcome everything he went through over the course of time in his youth and in his time with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. All he does is catch touchdowns and all he does is, uh, catch 122, <laughs> he may make 122 catches, which was a record at the time back in 94. Man, he, uh, was a hell of a career for Chris Carter. The ultimate um, guy, if you need a third down reception right now, throw it to the sidelines, catch, tippy-toe, tippy-toe, first down Minnesota, and Chris Carter was the ultimate first down machine. He truly was, and we really appreciate what he did over here in Minnesota. Don't appreciate the attitude oh so much. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet him in 1993 in uh, in my dad's hair salon, which he had at the time, no longer has it, of course. Uh, but, uh, 
way, way back in the day. You know, 93, I was, what, 14 back in 93, which is now I'm 34. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm as old as Kobe Bryant practically here. But um, couldn't he, he was a nice guy, uh, very nice. Had a, showed a small, small hint of high maintenance, but, like, whatever. What, what do you expect from, from a professional athlete? It was right before, right before the guy had his 1,000th yard. I remember it was the next day, pretty much. He, uh, well, actually, the, yeah, he had just eclipsed 1,000 yards for the first time in his career ever back in 93. They beat the uh, Washington Redskins, snuck into the postseason, and then was named to the Pro Bowl literally the day after, <laughs> literally the day after uh, I met Chris Carter at my dad's salon. He was having his nails done, which is kind of interesting. But um, he was a pretty nice guy. He was humble. He was saying, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. You know, that it, I got his autograph. It's like, uh, I'm no star. I'm not this. I'm not that. And the next day, he was named to his first Pro Bowl. So that's an interesting story right there. He even asked about me because he came back the next week. He said, where's that skinny kid? Because I was very, very skinny back in those days. Back in my early teens. I was a skinny guy. <laughs> Uh, it was nice of him to ask for uh, ask about me, though. It was kind of cool. He wanted to see me again, kind of, but at the time. <laughs> nice guy. Very, very big guy, of course, like anybody in the NFL is. Even though he's a receiver, not a lineman or anything. But um, he was humble then, but he kind of developed an attitude over the years. Uh, whatever. You know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. There's stories that people say in and out about how he was rude to this person, rude to that person. Uh, brush people off, but I'm sure a lot of professional athletes do that type of nonsense. And it's just, it comes with the territory. I mean, that that's the name of the game. You want to push and shove for an autograph, that's the name of the game, folks. You're not going to get, the, you're not going to get the star treatment every time you pursue a star. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, that was part of the Facebook page here. As I mentioned, facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Okay, I can stop saying that now. Uh, by the way, the call-in line, which I didn't even mention, is 209-736-7877. Nice to be organized, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which is the Purple Mafia Show. Thank you again. Do call in. Talk. Enjoy it. Say, hey, Joey, or, hmm, I'm calling for Purple Mafia. This is... Malcolm from Oakview, California. Yep, <laughs> we'll hear from him here. We'll hear from him very shortly. Mark from Iowa. We'll hear from those guys very shortly here on the Facebook page. In fact, right away we're going to hear from Mark. Uh, usually, at least one or two people respond in the thread when I say that. Hey, here it is, episode one forty. Catching up is now available on iTunes for Apple and Double Twist and all that good stuff. Mark Carlson saying I am catching up today. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you. For that, Mark, very, very much appreciated. Mark from Iowa, Mark Carlson. Do appreciate that. So now we'll get into the general posts by others because there are no replies to anything I posted recently. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a... Uh, it's a few things here. We've got Winnipeg. Is this Mark Carlson talking about... Yeah, he was in Winnipeg. Mark Carlson was checking in. Here it is. Yep, checking in from Winnipeg, Manitoba, getting my football fix. We have tickets to tonight's Blue Bomber game. We toured the new stadium this morning, and I have to say I am totally in awe. Hope the new Vikings home turns out as nice as this one did. 
It's a shame Minnesota had to debate the issue for such a long time. Go Vikings. Uh, it well, it looks cool. Uh, Winnipeg, man. Winnipeg, just a little north of Minnesota and north of North Dakota, a little bit more so. They finally got a hockey team again, the Winnipeg Jets, so I hate that logo, <laughs> which I've talked about extensively on Brave the Wild. I really, really like the old Winnipeg Jets logo. To all your hockey fans out there, highly prefer the new one. Highly prefer the old one over the new one. Pardon me. Um, the Blue Bombers, though. Hmm. Yes, yes. That must have been kind of cool. You must really like football, Mark. <laughs> CFL there. He's saying, I have never been to such a smooth running event in a stadium that was so event-friendly. And by that, I mean that all the vendors are on the concourse level and in clear view of the field. No walls. Amazing open view. Cool. Wow. Well done, Winnipeg. Good job. I got to like that. <laughs> cool. I hope you had a good time there, Mark. I'm, it sounds like you sounds like you truly did. Malcolm McSween from Oakview, he says, Oakview, California, that is. He says, hey, Joey, listen to episode 140. Man, how I missed the podcast and I can't wait for the season. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> just thought a new Vi- uh, just brought a new Viking fan into the world on March 26th, baby, Adelise Mary McSween. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, Adelise Mary McSween. Welcome aboard. <laughs> and, uh, yep, hope you like the Vikings someday. Yes, over there in Cali. Thank you so much, Malcolm. Always love what you have to say. And he posts another picture of Adrian Peterson in a Vikings practice jersey. Yep, you got that new font. With the numbers in the Minnesota Vikings, I like, I like the new look. It's not like, oh my God, groundbreaking, but it's it's nice. It is nice. I prefer the new Vikings uh, uniforms over the recent ones. We'll say they're not. I'm not going to call them old. I think these actually look a little bit more old school than the recent ones, and um, I don't have a complaint. They they kind of have an '80s feel to them, I guess. And I'm I've always been an '80s fan. If you haven't noticed, I like '80s everything pretty much. Oh, pretty much <laughs> a lot better than modern everything except for except for cell phones i suppose and stadiums yeah some of the stadiums in the 80s are pretty lousy yeah yeah uh, speaking of l- lousy stadiums in the 80s <laughs> the metrodome can you believe it folks this is it this is it folks we're talking six months six and a half months to go and that's it we're talking february 1st the the wrecking ball, the wrecking crew begins. It will not be demolished via explosives that I that I that I know of. It will be demolished just the old-fashioned way, ripped apart, bashed, and and smashed. Um, we're gonna definitely have an ode to the Metrodome sometime around then. It's uh, man, you know, <laughs> being born in 1979, Metrodome was born in 1982. It's like that's pretty much the only. Yeah, it is pretty much the only stadium I knew. I knew, I wasn't old enough to remember the Met. It was still hanging around, and then I believe I did see it as a as a ruin uh, in the very early, in the early '80s at one point because it was it hung around till '85 when they de- when they demolished it. Huh? Yeah, I never really. Yeah, I never went to an event at the Met. Too young. So, mm, Metrodome. Yeah, that's a that's a big chapter in my life. So, love it or hate it, it's, it, it is what it is, and who can forget Kirby Puckett? I mean, the ultimate <laughs> treasure from that stadium will forever be the gold chair where the 
Kirby Puckett's Game 6 home run landed. There's no doubt about it. I wish the Minnesota Vikings could have won an NFC title game there, but... Uh, well, we're going to leave that alone. Thanks again, guys, for posting on the Facebook page. Don't forget to come and click like or follow the Twitter. Yeah, you get the idea. So with that, we are going <laughs> to take a quick break with a with a song from Jerry Hicks, of course, which is uh, you know the same one I played, but i got to mention it's Jerry Hicks. Thanks always for making that song. And, uh, of course, then we will get to our feature presentation, position by position. Hmm for the Minnesota Vikings in the training camp. So we'll be right back, right after this. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock em, sock em, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Back on Purple Mafia, episode number 141, which is a reminder for all iPod users. Thank you again for downloading <laughs> iPods. You got Android phones as well. Don't forget, if you have an Android device, not an Apple device, there's Double Twist. And of course, on Windows phones, all you have to do is search in the Windows Store for Purple Mafia, and you will find it. Also, don't be afraid to check out Timberwolves Explosion or Brave the Wild on iTunes, Double Twist, and Windows Phones. They're the other two podcasts they do. Timberwolves, Wild, yeah, we get the idea, right? Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild. Also, I mentioned about Jerry Hicks. Yeah, of course, the Viking song is Jerry Hicks. The second song was uh, not made by Jerry Hicks. No, <laughs> but yeah, just letting you know. That's, of course, a remix of uh, Shadow Man from Mega Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, sir. Mega Man 3, Capcom, 1990. Yes. Yes, the NES. Yes, yes. Not this Xbox 360 or PS4 or Wii or ah, whatever. Eh. NES, ladies and gentlemen. NES. Google it. Google it. Yes. <laughs> and play it. Yes, yes. Um, okay, we'll start with centers. It's the simplest thing in the world. John Sullivan or Camden Wentz? Well, John Sullivan, yes, obviously. Uh, one of the best centers in football. The Minnesota Vikings did it again <laughs> over the course of time. Uh, it, it's just, it's funny, you know. We had this nice center named Jeff Christie who was very solid. We draft a center, or we draft a lineman in 98 in the sixth round. Haven't seen me named Matt Burke. Winds up being a starting center and a Pro Bowl center for the Minnesota Vikings over the course of time. Wound up going to Baltimore later. Got a ring last year. Now is retired. But sixth round pick. Uh, when I remember when Burke was starting to get older, we drafted a center named John Sullivan in the sixth round. And look at him. He's a Pro Bowl center. So the Vikings, uh, very nice history. Late rounds, picking up centers. John Sullivan, absolutely one of those. Again, he is in the... Ring of the, the ring of fame for centers with the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings have had a very strong history 
at that position. It's been uh, very nice indeed. Mick Tinglehoff, guys like that. It's been great. Keep it up, Minnesota. <laughs> Keep it up indeed. Uh, Camden Wins, we'll see. Don't know if he'll be on the team or not. He's a rookie from North Carolina State. Probably probably won't make it, but who knows. Uh, so we're going to stick on the offensive side. Uh, actually, no, we'll start with offense. Now we're going to go to defense and we'll close with offense. How about that? Let's just do it that way. We'll just start with center because it's so simple. Um, let's uh, start with the defensive line and move out. That's the best way to do it, right? Defensive line, linebackers, and then secondary. Yes, yes. Well, of course, you got Kevin Williams, possibly in his final year. We'll see how that goes. Defensive tackle, of course, likely will be starting. Latroy Guyon uh, probably will be starting, I'm guessing. Latroy Guyon, number 98, of course, out of Florida State. Another one of those guys. He's been... Uh, He's better as a he is better as a backup than a starter. We'll see what happens to that over the course of his career. Yeah, he had an okay year last year, in and out. You have other guys like Christian Ballard who's fighting for a spot, of course. Ah, well, he's been on the team. He's been okay over the years. Fred Evans has been much better, more of a run-stopping tackle. Very, very good player. I wouldn't be surprised actually if he started this year. We'll see what happens. Of course, the rookie Sharif Floyd. Everybody very excited. But, of course, the coaches continue to insist he will not, will not play alongside Kevin Williams. He will play behind Kevin Williams. Again, will Kevin Williams be in his final year with the Vikings? We shall see. He sounds very excited, ready to rock and roll. He he really is excited. And um, I don't blame him. You get Everett Dawkins. Everett Dawkins, yes. He, you know, he was a... <laughs> He was the final pick for the Minnesota Vikings this year. Round 723rd pick, 229th overall. He is a Florida Seminole. And, uh, well, he's he's a, he's doing okay from what I know. Haven't heard all too much about him in training camp. But generally the Vikings keep these late picks. Um, we'll see, though. Somebody, somebody who's a fairly known guy isn't going to make it. We'll see. Will it be Ballard? Will it be... I don't know. Will it be Guyon? Who knows? I mean, Guyon's been good. Uh, Guy, uh, uh, other players, Anthony McLeod, Chase Baker, uh, Uku Collins, uh, Collins Uku. I don't know what's going to happen with those guys, but, you know, Collins is a defensive end. I doubt he's really on the Vikings' radar at this point. There's obviously, uh, yeah, there's obviously going to be a lot of guys that are going to be cut, a lot of known, a lot of guys that are just kind of here hoping for some type of uh, uh, practice squad deal as we quickly slide over to the defensive end. Of course, you have Jared Allen, obviously going to start. He's also in the final year of his contract, and will it be his final year with the Minnesota Vikings? We shall see. You have a nice emerging player in Everson Griffin already getting into his fourth year in the league. Can you believe that? Fourth year in the league, Everson Griffin. He's looking really good so far. Really, really darn good for the Minnesota Vikings. So far, he had a free agent signing in Lawrence Jackson. We'll see. He's from the same school as Everson Griffin, two years older, out of USC, University of Southern Cal. Great school, of course, at the time. <laughs> at the time, yeah. Um, we'll see. We've seen guys that we've signed from division rivals come in here, and they don't make the team, ultimately, even though they're veterans in the league. Uh... Well, we'll just have to see what happens there. DeAndre Reed, once upon a time, looked in as a solid player. He's going to be fighting for a spot. Brian Robinson, of course, will most likely start at the other defensive end 
spot, left defensive end, of course. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens, though. We'll see what happens. Jared Allen, um, obviously he's starting. I mean, Everson Griffin, will he get a chance to start over Brian Robinson? Maybe. Everson Griffin, uh, he's a versatile player, of course, but he's more or less, he's, he's at his best at defensive end, and he continues to develop in this league, and we've been very happy with how things have been going. George Johnson, well, nah, not sure what's going to happen there. As I mentioned, Collins Okowo, again, a dark horse. Nobody really knows much about those two guys. We'll see if they make the team. I doubt it, highly doubt it, honestly. <laughs> so now we switch over to linebacker. Desmond Bishop, he's hurt. Desmond Bishop is hurt. He's not been playing. This is going to be uh, probably the most interesting area in training camp. Obviously, by far, it's going to be the most interesting spot, uh, part of training camp, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Desmond Bishop, so a lot of people thought he was going to be the uh, starting middle linebacker, and that, yeah, Aaron Henderson's going to move back to the outside. Not yet. Not so fast. Aaron Henderson has looked extremely good so far in camp, and he's showing leadership now. Instead of just being one of the starting linebackers, he's like a leader now among the linebackers. He's doing very, very well. Aaron Henderson just might, just might. It's like, don't quote me, right? But just might end up being the better Henderson when their two careers are, when, when his career is done versus his brother, who was a longtime middle linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings and the leader of the linebackers. Of course, both of them out of Maryland. Aaron Henderson is significantly younger. Aaron Henderson, it's just, he's one of those crazy underdogs that continues to surprise people. He does. Adi Cole, Sebastian, see, like I said, I'd be mentioning, I'd be throwing in the, his takes on the call here and there. Adi Cole, very happy about him so far. You, you're, you're very happy with him. Sebastian, of course, him coming into his second year. Another one of those those late picks, and the Vikings had, a, had at least one of those, and Michael Motti as well. Uh, Adi Cole's doing okay, but of course not a guarantee, you never know. Special teams is more likely his area, but who knows what's going to happen. Hoping for the best there. Desmond Bishop, again, hoping for the best. Who knows what's going to happen with him. He's hurt, and that's not good. That's not good. Chad Greenway, Greenway, the most established out of all the Vikings linebackers. I'm not as big a fan of his as other people, but he's still a valuable entity. Don't like his price tag, um, but, well, he had a really good year last year. I can't deny that. Larry Dean has been an ace on the special teams over the course of time. Very happy with him in that area. Of course, Cole was pretty good on special teams also last year. Uh, Larry Dean, though, yeah, more probably will make the team. We'll see. You just never know. Uh, somebody's going to get cut here. Marvin Mitchell. One of those two is probably... Adi Cole, Larry Dean, and Marvin Mitchell. One of those three is going to get cut. Uh, Stanford Kegler, probably. Well, well, we'll we'll see what's going to happen. I shouldn't say probably. I don't know. <laughs> Vikings continue to bring in guys at linebacker that have been veterans. I don't know. Somebody, somebody who's been a veteran in this league, like Kegler has been. One of those guys is going to get cut, most likely. Michael Maudie has been turning heads out of Penn State. Uh, Gerald Hodges, a lot of people like him. He's almost a lock. He's pretty much a lock for the team. Fourth round pick out of Penn State. Gerald Hodges, everybody, everybody likes him. He, uh, some people even thought he might even had an outside chance of being a starter before the Vikings brought in Desmond Bishop and uh, Bishop's out. And, uh, well, the 
if, if Aaron Henderson's going to be the starting middle linebacker, you're going to need an outside guy if Bishop's not going to be available. <sighs> Who's it going to be? Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Adi Cole? Is it going to be Michael Maudie? Is it going to be Gerald Hodges? Hodges? Who, who knows? Hodges, a lot of people really like him. But Michael Amati, a guy who, if he did not have three, that's right, three ACLs in college with Penn State, of course. Penn State, Hodges, and Amati, Michael Amati. Uh, Amati, a really, really talented player. Unfortunately, again, as I mentioned, the ACLs really slowed him down and made him a seventh-round pick for the Vikings. But he's off to a really, really good start according to all reports coming out of camp. Very impressed with him so far. Uh, probably he's going to make the team. I got to think so. I don't think there's any doubt there. So now we move quickly over to cornerback. It's going to be all over the place. Oh, whew, my head's spinning thinking about this. Mm, it's all over the place. Roderick Williams, I don't know. Probably not going to make it out of Elkhorn State. Who knows? Marcus Sherrill's special teams ace. And uh, not so good cornerback out of Minnesota, out of all places. <laughs> He'll probably make it, but he's, uh, you know, he might get he might get knocked out by somebody. Who, who knows? Because if, if Joe Webb is a good enough kick returner and Marcus Sherrills just can't stop anybody and all that good stuff, who knows? But, of course, the loss of Anton Winfield made an opening in there somewhere. Of course, Xavier Rhodes ultimately will have uh, the opening. Though, unfortunately, Josh Robinson is probably going to be that slot uh, corner, which doesn't necessarily fit his makeup in this league. Marcus Sherrill's even less. He's actually 20 pounds lighter than Josh Robinson, so of course not. Of course not Marcus Sherrill's. He's tiny. He's not going to fit that. Roderick, Roderick uh, Williams, same thing. Very small. Very small guy. 5'10", 180. Marcus Sherrill's 5'10", 175. That's pretty small. Uh, Greg McCoy, I doubt it, but mm, you never know. Jacob Lacey, he's five. He's got five years in this league. Does Jacob Lacey? So it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out there. Uh, Bobby Felder also has had a strong, not a strong, but he's he's been in the league over the course of time. Lacey, of course, played with Detroit. I do remember that now. <laughs> it's like yeah, he was on Detroit. He was on Indianapolis as well in the past. He's gotten six career interceptions. I wouldn't be surprised if he made the team. Actually, I wouldn't. Um, we'll see, though. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to say in the long in the long run. But he's got a chance. He's got a chance. <laughs> uh, Brandon Burton. Well, he's he's kind of he's kind of in there. He's a kind of a semi dark horse. Bobby Felder was intriguing last year. AJ Jefferson. Some people like him. Some people don't. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where things line up here. But uh, Chris Cook most likely will be starting along with Xavier Rhodes. Of course, Xavier Rhodes is he's he, he's amazing. Everybody loves him. Great pick by the Vikings, twenty fifth overall. People are just people are very excited about Xavier Rhodes. Though he you know he's gonna make mistakes early on, and they've been saying that he makes some mistakes. But in the grand scheme of things, he's clearly the cream of the crop with the Vikings cornerback situation. At this point in time. But yeah, Bobby Felder was a nice little surprise last year. We'll see. We'll see if that lives on into this year. Ultimately, the nickelback is Josh Robinson, without a doubt. That's, yeah. He's going to most likely be the nickelback. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if something changes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But as of now, that's probably the guy. 
Lacey is okay, though, with Detroit, but sometimes those veterans get cut because, well, we, we're intrigued by this other guy because he's really turning heads. And uh, we'll see what happens there. Brandon Burden, similar situation. One of these, one of the guys is not going to make it, unfortunately. That's just the way it goes. Of course, Chris Cook is not going to be that guy. Everybody knows Chris Cook is going to make the team. Burton probably will be because he was good on special teams. A.J. Jefferson is a wild card. Didn't exactly turn heads last year, but some people like him. Some people do. Marcus Charles, uh, yeah, somebody's going to get cut. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get cut out of some one, one of those guys, a familiar name, is going to get cut. Poor Greg McCoy, probably not going to make it, though. <laughs> probably not. Uh, clearly the least known out of the group there. Yes. Actually, no, Roderick Williams is even less known. He has almost no chance of making it. Sorry to say that, but facts. <laughs> facts are facts. Safeties. Oh, my goodness. Look at all these safeties. Yeah. And none of them are going to make the team. <laughs> no. Robert Blanton. Yeah, he's going to make it, of course. But just injuries plagued the season last year. Nothing happened. Darius Eubanks, no chance, probably. Who knows, but very doubtful. Brandon Bishop, I don't know. Maybe. Well, actually, yeah, he should because <laughs> Brandon Bishop, people, I mean, people have heard of him. Some people have, not many others. We'll see what happens. He's one of those uh, free agent signings. Uh, I doubt he'll make it. You got Jamarcus Sanford, who's, uh, who got a lot better last year. A lot of people like Andrew Sandejo. <laughs> Harrison Smith, obviously, is a guarantee. He's the best safety out of the group. He's a veteran. Mistral Raymond, that might be the guy that gets cut. <laughs> In fact, it wouldn't surprise me at all. He's not been impressive over the course of the last few years. He's, you know, a lot of people loved him coming into this first training camp. People were like, oh my God, I love him. And that's why he's been on the team ever since. But mm, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if he got uh, cut because of someone else. Anderson Dejo, nice special teams player and occasional uh, fill-in. Mistral Raymond, uh, well, we'll see. Maybe he outworks people and ends up being really good. I mean, I thought Jamarcus Sanford was on his way out last year, and he ended up making the team. There, he, I mean, he ended up starting, actually. I, excuse me. Was excellent last year. Jamarcus Sanford was excellent. Deflected passes, forced fumbles. Great season by him. Robert Blannon has got something to prove because he missed a lot of time last year with injury. In fact, he pretty much was a non-factor. So, sophomore year, Robert Blanton, step it up. <laughs> yeah, step it up or you're out of here, unfortunately, for his sake. So that covers the defense, except for the punters. Well, it's it's Locke's job. It is Locke's. He's locked in. Ooh, that was a good one. Jeff Locke is the punter, uh, and uh, old Chris Cluey is an Oakland Raider. Oh, yeah, he's an Oakland Raider. He's, he's uh, yeah, whatever. Jeff Locke's the punter. That's the uh, final defensive position, I guess you could say, because that it is a defensive player in the long in the grand scheme of things scheme of things. So now I move on to the offensive line. We're gonna move out from there. And we'll probably close things with either cornerback, quarterback or receiver. I haven't decided yet. No. I'll just go as I go here. It just doesn't really matter what order it is in the grand scheme of things. In fact, no, I'm gonna do a receiver last. That's probably one of the more in, intriguing spots, so we'll save that for last. You got the guards. You got Jeff Baca, come, Jeff Baca and Travis Bond coming out of the draft. Uh, people like Seth Olson out of Iowa. He's a four-year veteran, of course, in this league. Uh, so far, though, Seth Olson has been playing 
fairly well. He played with Indianapolis and Denver in his previous couple of years in the league. He missed 2010 with injury. Uh, he's not done much in the league overall yet, but some people saying he has had a nice camp. Seth Olson. But he remains a... Uh, <laughs> he definitely remains a dark horse for a guard spot. Jeff Baca, I gotta think, probably... Generally, when the Vikings take a guy in the draft, sixth round, even seventh round, the Vikings tend to at least give him one year. Either, I mean, he, he might end up having to go to the practice squad, depending on the situation, depending on who they got to keep, who they got to, you know, what position they got to keep more players in than, than others. We'll see. But um, uh, generally, they tend to keep the guys at least for a year or two, like the Ballards and such. Yeah, there's another guy that's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how things go here, though, with some of these young men. Oh, by the way, the long slap snapper is Cullen Loafer. It's his job, and that's the end of that, so i got to mention that as well. <laughs> uh, Travis Bond, Jeff Baca, yeah, they're draft picks. They're raw, they're new, and they're probably going to be uh, not going to play too much. And one of them might get cut, maybe. They're both guards, of course, maybe, but the, but the Vikings always like to have depth on the offensive line, and um, those light picks, sometimes they work out. Sometimes they do, and obviously, like I mentioned earlier, Matt Burke was actually not taken as a center, so, and look what he did. He had a really nice career in this league. We shall see what happens there. Those late picks sometimes work out very, very well. Those are like the actual just just guards. You got Joe Berger, Berger, excuse me, who's been in the league for a while now, and he's kind of like a he's kind of a utility lineman. Very likely will make the team. Brandon Fusco still's been penciled in <laughs> as the right guard. Yes, he has. Of course, yeah, he's still been penciled in as the starting right guard. It's his job to lose at this point in time. You got other guys, Tyler Holmes and. Troy Krupong, who are probably not going to make it. We'll see what happens right there. Tyrone McKenzie was also another linebacker that I didn't mention earlier. He's another one of those wild card guys. Uh, he's been in the league. He's a veteran, but eh, we'll see what happens with that. Somebody's going to get cut. Some familiar name is going to have to get cut because it depends on who gets kept and who doesn't, I guess, and how many quarterbacks you're going to keep, how many receivers they're going to keep, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but yeah, excuse me, that made me yeah, cough there. Matt Khalil already one of the best offensive tackles, one of the best right tackles in all of football. We already know that. Of course, he's going to yeah, he's that guy. Charlie Johnson, a great left guard. So, yep, Charlie Johnson has been a nice guard indeed for the Minnesota Vikings. Now he no longer the left tackle, he's the guard, and thank goodness for that. He's been a very good guard. As Charlie Johnson. <laughs> Not a tackle. He's a guard. And uh, there you go. Phil Lodholt. Signed, sealed, delivered. All that good stuff. He's the right tackle. Or, excuse me. Yeah, he's the right tackle. And uh, we'll see what happens there. He had a solid year last year. He did. And hopefully he can continue to develop in that area. Really no major exciting battles going on at the line. Other than possibly right guard with... Uh, Brandon Fusco. We'll see if somebody can beat him out for the starting position, but Fusco will very likely 
be on the team in the grand scheme of things. That's <laughs> just how it goes there. You got, yep, you got Brandon Keith. DeMarcus Love, that's the guy who got in trouble recently, unfortunately for him. So he may be on his way out, maybe, unfortunately. DeMarcus Love banned for for four, four games for uh, PEDs. That's unfortunate. Uh, Kevin Murphy, again, another long shot out of Harvard. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's like, yeah, 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 we'll see. <laughs> a lot of these offensive linemen, I mean, it's pretty safe. A lot of guys are pretty safe. Another position where another position where a lot of guys are pretty safe. Obviously, Kyle is tight end. Kyle Rudolph is the stud of of tight ends right now. And then you got John Carlson, who a lot of people expect to have a solid rebound season. He better. Red Ellison, a lot of ways, could be a potential Jimmy Klein saucer replacement. Wasn't really visible last year, so we're gonna have to wait and see on that one. Wasn't nearly as visible as some people thought. So. Ah, uh, I gotta think we're gonna see some more of Rhett Ellison. John Carlson did such a good job blocking last year instead of catching the ball, so you didn't really hear much about you didn't really hear Rhett Ellison's name. Kyle Rudolph, in a lot of ways, was the number one target of quarterback Christian Ponder all year, and for good reason. The guy's a stud. The guy is a Pro Bowl tight end in this league, and there is no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. Running backs. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see who's gonna who's gonna win that starting job. You got Matt Asiata and Toby Gerhardt gunning for that starting job because you know this Adrian guy is getting kind of yeah you know he I don't know he's getting kind of old and um, I I don't know if he's gonna make the team. Okay, I'm just kidding. The league MVP we already know who that is. Adrian Peterson. We yeah he is what he is. Why no introduction necessary. <laughs> Would like to get 2,500 yards, set that as a goal. Not necessarily bragging and saying, I'm going to get it. But <laughs> I hope he does for his sake. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> Toby Gerhardt, he's good in short yardage situations. Obviously, he's going to be here. Uh, he is what he is. Uh, really, the battle is for the third running back position. And will there be a third running back this year? Usually, i got to think it's a good idea to keep one. Or at minimum, bad, dear minimum, have one on the practice squad, which obviously they would do if they don't keep uh, three running backs. I got to think, uh, versus Joe Baynard, uh, Bradley Randall, and Jerodis Williams, I got to think right now Matt Asiata is the favorite. He's nothing special, but as of right now, he's got to be, right? If I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. Fill me in, guys. Fill me in, and forgive me if I am. But... Right now, i got to think it's still Matt Asiata at this point. None of those guys really stand out. But, hey, after a few preseason games, we'll find out. And I'll be back here behind the mic, and I'll give you a better opinion on them because I have not seen them play yet, okay? I'm not a huge college football guy. I couldn't tell you who these undrafted free agents are. I can't tell you because they weren't drafted. (laughs) So I'm not a giant college football guy. College football, you know, and is not always... My favorite sport to watch, in fact. No, I'd rather any day pick NFL football over college football. But uh, running back, obviously a very safe spot at 1-2. and two. And Adrian, of course, and Toby Gerhardt, who's kind of a fullback. Speaking of fullbacks, we had a Pro Bowl fullback last year. He was absolutely a part of Adrian's awesome season. Oh, what a, what a year he had. Mr. Jerome Felton. Awesome 
he's going against Zach Lyon, and uh, Jerome Felton's going to win that job without a doubt. There's no doubt. He's a stud, but you always got to have some type of competition. Maybe Zach Lyon makes some type of impression, gets on a practice, gets on our practice squad or someone else's. But uh, good luck to him there. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how things go there. Every now and then, yeah, see some of these guys that'll, that get cut are going to wind up on the practice squad, obviously, and maybe over the course of time develop into somewhat of a threat. That happened with Marcus Sherald. Remember, he got sent to the practice squad. I remember being like, "Oh, he 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 survived. Cool, he survived. He didn't get he didn't get completely cut." And now the last couple of years, he's been on the team and has been a fairly valuable uh, special teams guy. So we'll see what happens. We shall see how that goes. So we go from running backs to fullbacks and all that good stuff. Tight ends, offensive line. Well, the kicker, there's only one kicker. There's no competition. Blair Walsh is a stud, and he's coming back for a second year. Hopefully there's no sophomore slump. Come on, Blair, be who you were last year. And we've got we've got ourselves a wonderful, wonderful kicker for many, many years. Keep it up, Blair Walsh. That's all i got to say there. I mean, that's all there is to say. <laughs> that leaves us with the two most exciting spots on the roster outside of the linebacker position. Two most exciting spots on the entire roster. Might as well go to quarterback. Might as well. Sebastian doesn't like either one. A lot of people don't like either one. <laughs> that being Ponder and Matt Castle. Sebastian likes Bethel Thompson. I like him too, but I gotta see more. I gotta see a lot more. In fact, he's 25 already, which is a bit surprising to me, but um, okay. <laughs> Matt Castle just might be the Band-Aid quarterback for this team of the, of the not-so-distant future. <laughs> he just might be. It all depends on Ponder. I mean, obviously, Ponder, currently the starter. Castle, currently the backup. But a lot of people do see that Castle as that insurance quarterback in case Ponder's an absolute disaster and Matt Castle would just kind of have to take over the reins for the time being until the Vikings draft a better uh, long-term quarterback. Is it McCly Bethel-Thompson again? I got to tell you, man, Sebastian and, and many others, I got to see more than I saw. Uh, does he have skill? Sure. Sure. We'll see. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, James Vanderberg, yeah, <laughs> he's just here right now from Iowa. Wasn't very good in Iowa and a lot of the, and then the two Iowa guys, <laughs> there, there are other Iowa guys, I believe that are on the Pro Mafia page, but the two very big name ones, Mark Carlson, Dave Hickey, neither one of them like James Vanderberg. So, well, sorry, Vandy, but you're probably not going to make it. <laughs> but maybe. Who knows? Maybe he's the shock of the year. Not everybody liked Brett Favre coming out of college, did he? But, okay, we could we could use that until the cows come home. You know, there's only like one of a million of those that actually turn into something in this league. Will McLeod be one of those? Not yet. Not yet. He's going to have to prove it. He, you know... Ah, that pick six I saw him throw last year in preseason was just like, okay, well, I thought he was good, but... <laughs> Matt Castle just might be that band-aid. But Christian, man, Christian, not looking good and not looking so hot in training camp. Matt Castle, not looking so hot in training camp. Woohoo. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Uh, not too, not too exciting, is it? If only Christian Ponder could truly take that step up and become a legit starting quarterback in this league. Because if he does, this is going to be a very good team for a long time. If he does, it will be. Because 
<laughs> the wide receivers this team now has, especially the younger one, the young, the youngest one. That's oh my goodness, it's again the tight end, Kyle Rudolph, guys like that. Oh my, you know this could be an excellent football team for a, quite a while, provided Adrian lasts longer than some other running backs have over the years. Mm-mm-mm. Christian Ponder, I mean, it, it'd be so nice if he could develop into something. I mean, <laughs> Adrian Peterson right now, I gotta think he is crossing his fingers, folding his hands. Please, please, Christian. Please, Christian, de- please develop. Please develop into something. Please tell me that <laughs> you're better than, than, than what we've seen so far. Because if he isn't, he's not a long-term quarterback in this league, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. But he did show signs last year, late in the season, that he actually can throw a deep ball and be accurate. One, you know, there the whole there is a possibility. Can he do it consistently? Is the biggest question, and that remains. Just that, a question. Wide receivers. We close with a very exciting position now. A position that last year we went to and, uh, you know, <laughs> we went to and kind of closed our eyes. Lamarck Brown, a popular guy, Minnesota State Mankato. Does he got a chance to make it? Maybe. Actually, no, it's Adam Thielen, but <laughs> yeah, it's Adam Thielen's the popular one. Excuse me. I'm going crazy here. Uh, Adam Thielen, does he have a chance to make it? Uh, he's gonna. It's a steep hill to climb. Uh, Chris Summers, very unlikely. Rodney Smith, very unlikely. Um, hmm. Yeah, Stephen Burden is. The, like pretty much the fifth guy right now. He's he's not bad though. I like Stephen Burden and the Vikings like Stephen Burden, but he's kind of the he's that guy that needs to get beaten out by somebody by an Adam Thielen possibly, or a Joe Webb or whatever. But right now, obviously, you got Greg Jennings as the number one guy, and uh, there's no doubt about that. Greg Jennings is that guy. Coming in, he's kind of become more of a he's more of a diva than he seemed to than he seemed to be. Uh, but he didn't really come off of that as that in Green Bay, and his press conference he seemed to like be like a really good Christian guy and all that stuff. But uh, so was Chris Carter, right? And well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Eric Highsmith, I'll mention your name now, Mister Eric. There, yeah. Again, another very unlikely dark horse. But as always, you never truly know until they go out and play and all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, Greg Jennings, number one receiver on the Minnesota Vikings. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, what, what are we going to see? We're going to see a good player. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And hopefully Christian Ponder can get him the ball. See, that's the other thing. Christian Ponder should be better at minimum because his receivers are better than last year. That's got to help. If he can't get them the ball, he's got to go. Obviously, we all know that. Uh, so yeah, Jerome Simpson, or excuse me, yeah, no, Greg Jennings, number one. I think the, well, coming in, a lot of people view Jerome Simpson as that number two receiver, which, whatever, you know, I, I doubt it. I don't believe that personally. I think he's a three, four, or, or a cut type of guy. He just might get cut. He probably won't, but maybe. If a guy like Adam Thielen, and if guys like Adam Thielen and Joe Webb blow up, <laughs> Jerome Simpson could be out of here. I, I wouldn't be all too surprised if that were to happen. Honest to God. Uh, Joe Webb. I think Joe Webb makes the team as a wide receiver. <laughs> I do. Uh, Jarius Wright is the third guy, and I love him. <laughs> I love Jarius Wright. He is a true slot receiver. 
He is the he is the slot receiver for this team. There's no doubt about it. There, uh, Greg Jennings can play slot because he's kind of in between at five eleven. He could be slot and wide. He's very valuable. Jerry's right is five ten, and you can go deep to Jerry's right, which you could not really do with Percy except up the middle. You can go deep with Jerry's. Percy, you could only go deep up the middle, and that's it. Not not wide. Um, Jarius Wright, though, very very excited about him long term. Joe Webb, obviously, very large, six foot four, one of the taller receivers on the roster. Actually, that Rodney Smith is a beast, six foot six, but is he just big and that's it? Mm, probably. <laughs> I'm so mean. Uh, sorry about that. Um, but as of right now, you look at Jarius Wright as the number three guy. I think the number two receiver, without a doubt. Um, they probably aren't slotting him as that right away out of the gate, but I think he's going to be number two and number one, ultimately. Cordell Patterson, hello. He is an absolute specimen. And his ceiling is (laughs) in, (laughs) his ceiling is in the thermosphere, ladies and gentlemen, right now. I mean, this guy, if all goes well, Cordell Patterson will go down as one of the great receivers in Viking history, if all goes well. Obviously, it's an early, early start, and pardon me for being a little bit too excited right there, but he has a chance to be an absolute superstar in this league. He has a chance. I said that. I didn't say he will be. I said he has a chance. I hope he is. He's very versatile. Just everything, you put all the the potential together with this young man, and my goodness, my goodness, I I really hope it works out. I mean, I really hope <laughs> it it works out. It's the way he can explode and change directions that has people in awe. There there isn't a soul coming out of training camp that doesn't tell you this Cordero Patterson is a stud, is an absolute stud, and he's he's. You'd think he's this lanky guy like Randy Moss. He's huge. Huge, folks. He's Like I said, he is a specimen. He runs as if he's lanky. The speed is there. The strength is with the speed. The flexibility is with the, the strength. That's a good combination. I mean, Adrian Peterson is one of those kind of guys. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, Cordero Patterson. Well, well, well. Mm, wouldn't that be something? Oh, my, my, my. That could be a pretty good deal there. Okay, sorry. I was imitating an old detective there. I couldn't help it. But, um, my, my, my. You're the wide receiver I've been looking for, aren't you? (laughs) Joe Kenda there. I was just imitating that guy. ID channel, but, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like Cordero Patterson, and uh, I'm I'm just a little bit excited about him. Just a little bit. Just trying to restrain my excitement a little bit here. <laughs> uh, wide receiver looks good for the Minnesota Vikings, folks. Uh, it, it's it's a really nice feeling. Greg Jennings, Cordero Patterson, right right away. Colossal upgrades over last year. And uh, yes, Percy Harvin was a wide receiver. Well, he wasn't a wide receiver. He was a slot receiver, but you get the idea. He was on the roster. He's no longer here. But you bring in both of those guys, they're great. And Jarius Wright, I think, can be a very valuable slot receiver in this league. So there's three guys right there that that are good. Good. Jerome Simpson's a wild card on occasion. He can he he shows signs of being a legit receiver in this league. 
So that's four, possibly right there. And five is Joe Webb, possibly. Or it's Burton. Or it's uh, Adam Thielen. That's seven guys. So obviously, not all three of those guys are going to make it, unfortunately. Uh, will six be on the roster, or will five be on the roster? I Right now, I'm leaning towards six. And I guess we got to think it's Joe Webb and uh, Stephen Burton right now. But we'll see. It's go get him, Adam Thielen. You know, good luck. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm. I like Stephen Burton though. He's 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 a he's he's a factor. He's an NFL player in my humble opinion. And if he doesn't make this suddenly deep roster at wide receiver, that is, uh, he'll probably catch on somewhere else. I gotta think. But I think Joe Webb should be should be on the NFL active roster on Sundays at wide receiver. I do. At wide receiver, not a quarterback, whatever. <laughs> um, we'll see, though. We'll see. Maybe maybe he just, maybe he's just not up to the challenge, but let's, let's watch some preseason games with him as a wide receiver here. Let's, let's see a little bit of, a, let's see it a little bit first, but that's just my early on paper opinion right there. That's my six guys right there. Greg Jen- Jennings, number, number one. Cordero, number two. Right three. Uh, Jerome Simpson 4, though I wouldn't mind if he got cut and got replaced by one of these other guys. Webb 5, Burton 6. We'll see. And of course, there's the other guy who right now is uh, on the reserve. Injured reserve, physically unable to perform list, the PUP. And this is another guy that I'm forgetting too here. Well, unfortunately, he, it was forgotten. He, you know, he was forgotten last year because of what happened like very early in, in training camp. Was it the first or second day? Greg Childs went up for a jump ball touchdown, caught the ball, and tore both uh, patellas. <laughs> yep, one in each knee, of course. Yeah, both knees went down in a heap. Greg Childs, both patellas tore. Uh, six foot three, two seventeen, out of Arkansas. Lots of talent. Obviously a teammate of Jarius Wright. He's, he's the wild card out of the group there. Maybe you cut Jerome Simpson for Greg Childs, maybe. Maybe Joe Webb is just not up, not to, not up to it and gets cut and sent to the practice squad or catches on somewhere else. Maybe Burden's just not that big of a deal and gets cut. Whatever. We're just gonna have to wait and see what happens there. Or maybe Greg Childs just rots on on the injured reserve all year. Or who knows? But uh, Greg Childs has been working his butt off to come back in this league. Um, come back and hopefully do something. Obviously, it's just a huge wild card. Can he stay healthy? Is he Greg? Is he the? Is he like a Greg Odin? <laughs> is in the NBA where it's like, hey, we get three games out of him and he's out for the rest of the year. So that could obviously be his undoing long term. We'll see though. If he's able to come back from that injury, that'd be quite quite impressive. He came back from a, a similar injury in in college, but it was one knee, not two. So. That's the very damning part of that conversation right there. So, Greg Childs, best of luck, my man. Best of luck. Go get him. I mean, that's a guy you want to root for. I got to think. I got to think. Jerry is right, though. (laughs) It's going to be nice to see him out there active on Sundays for 16 games instead of after Percy Harvin got hurt. I mean, that, that guy should have been on the active roster all year. But it was, it was because, I mean, I got to think Percy Harvin, is such a high maintenance SOB that that's why Jerry's Wright wasn't on the roster. And you know what? Everybody knew it on the active roster. Excuse me. 
Everybody knew it. I mean, he was pissed off that the Vikings took him because like, hey, what the hell? Why are you taking this slot receiver guy? I'm a slot receiver, and I'm the best slot receiver you in the world, in the history of mankind. The history of football. You're taking Jarius Wright? Are you kidding me? This stiff out of Arkansas? Give me a break. Sit him down. Don't put him on the active roster, because if you do, I quit. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened. Well, Jarius Wright's no stiff. <laughs> Clearly, he's an NFL player who deserves to be targeted frequently. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with all that. Okay, I'm going crazy, I'm in, but I'm enjoying myself talking about this, and I hope you guys are enjoying what I have to say here. Wide receiver, clearly the most fascinating position going into uh, the preseason here. I'm looking forward to it. Houston, Houston Texans. Houston Texans, baby. <laughs> uh, I already talked about the kickers. Anything else that I may have missed? Yep, Demarcus Love. Yeah, he's going to get suspended for four games. May possibly be cut. Unfortunately, he is a tackle. Another one of those kind of kind of late uh, draft picks that mm, hasn't done anything yet, but they obviously have had hung on to to this point, the past couple of years, to see what he can do in this league. Nothing yet. Not nothing going yet with for him. So. That's on him there. That's on him. Watch out with that performance-enhancing nonsense. We've been hearing about that all week. With uh, without with uh, <laughs> with with a Rod, Brian Braun, and blah 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 blah. It's ugh. and of course Adrian Peterson mentioned that hey, you know we need to crack down on this HDH nonsense because a lot of players use it. So Adrian, yeah. <laughs> with the way that guy has come back from ACLs and how unbelievably fit he is. Whew. I can understand why he would be frustrated as long as he's not a user as well, which I don't believe he is. Boy, uh, Adrian Peterson is proof you don't need PEDs or HGH or any of that stuff to be a superstar in sports. Go get him, Adrian. Keep, keep it up. Stay clean from that stuff. Go go out there and get and break, uh, <laughs> go out and break Eric Dickerson's record. Most people will tell you that's probably not going to happen because there's a lot, a lot more of a receiving threat on this team now. There's going to be a lot more uh, targets for the wide receivers. They're, they're going to be targeted more often. So I will take carries away from Adrian, most likely. But who knows? He said, well, maybe I'll reach my goal with longer runs. <laughs> Hopefully. Hey, man, go out and break 65 yards, 70 yards, a la 2007. That was a lot of fun. 2007 was a fun year. They just ran right through people and was gone. Man, he had a lot of those long runs against those San Diego Chargers. I still remember that. The greatest game, greatest single game of all time as a rookie. <laughs> he almost had the greatest season of all time as a running back last year. Almost. Man, man, man. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to this preseason. We'll be back. It'll kind of be an ongoing position by position thing, but it won't be as like, you know, position by position all the time, the whole show like this one was. But uh, it's just, you know, it's getting you prepared for the season here, getting you prepared for preseason. What's going on? Who's doing what? And all that good stuff. So we shall return. Hopefully there's some good news (laughs) coming out of this preseason game. Certain guys that... um, Intrigue us, will not disappoint. It's going to be really fun to watch that wide receiver, isn't it? And it's going to be very intriguing to see how the quarterback 
the quarterbacks, quarterbacks uh, look going in, especially obviously the main guy, Christian Bonder. Obviously, we're going to keep an eye on McCly, Beth Thompson, Jason, James, Vanderberg. Eh, I doubt it, but who knows? Whatever. Right, enough of my rambling. Please do like the Facebook page. Please do follow the Twitter at Purple Mafia Show. The phone lines are 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine which show you're calling into, which is, of course, the Purple Mafia Show or Purple Mafia. <laughs> All that good stuff. Remember to check out thesportstuff.com. Don't be afraid to also check out TSS on Facebook, which is like a kind of like a new message board. <laughs> we used to have message boards on thesportstuff.com, but now uh, it's just called TSS on Facebook. So do look that up, and don't be afraid to join that and interact with Dylan Richardson. Of course, you can do that on my Facebook page as well, the Purple Mafia Show Facebook page, and all that good stuff. So, also, by the way, final thing. <laughs> do me a favor, guys. If you like the show, tell a friend. Please tell a friend. <laughs> or two. <laughs> also, another thing, Rosie out there, if you could, rate Purple Mafia on iTunes. If you really, really, truly like the show, give it a nice rating. Uh, if you know, if you want to leave a review, you can still give a nice rating. And if you don't want to leave a review, you don't have to. So it's up to you about the review part. But you know, it only takes a couple seconds to get on there and le- at least leave a rating if you could, four or five stars, whatever, if you could. So only helps the show, guys. Only helps the show. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back for episode 142, probably within a week or two, where we're going to talk about uh, a lot of the same stuff. Hopefully better news than bad news. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, for goodness sakes, guys out there, and the uh, Minnesota Vikings, stay healthy, please. All right, take care, everybody. We'll be back soon.